Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee, by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. With the new year comes the perfect time to try out some new things. So it's the perfect time to add native aluminum-free deodorant to your 2021 routine. I have tried almost every aluminum-free deodorant there is, and I can say without a shadow of a doubt that native is my absolute favorite. Native cares about your armpits, which is why their list has ingredients you've actually heard of and can pronounce, like coconut oil and shea butter. Not just that, but none of their products are tested on animals, and almost everything is vegan. So you can feel good about your choice to switch. There are so many options to choose from, and I don't just mean their normal line and seasonal scents. There is a line of sensitive deodorants for those with baking soda sensitivities, plastic-free for those wanting to cut down their plastic consumption, and unscented for those who are all about their own scent. And if that wasn't enough to convince you to try Native, making the switch is risk-free to try because every product comes with free shipping within the U.S., plus free 30-day returns and exchanges. So head over to Native and pick out your perfect scent. Make the switch to Native today by going to nativedo.com slash morningcup or use the promo code morningcup at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com slash morningcup 
or use the promo code MORNINGCUP to check out for 20% off your first order. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. There are some topics that will always begin a debate amongst friends and acquaintances. Things like politics or religion come to mind as a good example. On January 14, 2005, a sentence was delivered for a man who took the life of the woman he loved because he loved her. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Brian Blackburn was a retired Hampshire police officer living with his wife, Margaret, in Ash, Surrey. Prior to meeting Margaret, Brian was married to a woman named Angela, who tragically died from breast cancer. Despite watching her go through this heartbreaking illness, he was able to find love again and married Margaret in 1998. Unfortunately, after seven years, tragedy would strike a second time in Brian's life. Margaret worked as a hospice nurse for over 20 years and watched a number of men and women get sick and die the slow, painful death of cancer. Which is why, in 2004, when she started to experience the telltale signs of stomach cancer, she knew what the little life ahead of her looked like. She knew that, even if she had the surgery, which she hated, there was a good chance she would suffer immensely before losing her life, and that the tumor she felt was growing inside of her had the possibility of bursting. The 62-year-old couldn't handle the prospect of putting herself or her husband through that and came up with a plan that most found hard to believe. She told her husband that she wanted him to cut her wrist and then do it to himself so they could meet on the other side. When he objected, she replied, You have got to. I can't go to hospital. It's the last loving thing you can do for me. With that last request from the woman he loved, Brian Blackburn prepared to assist her in her suicide. In the days before her death, Margaret said her goodbyes to her grown children and got her affairs in order. Then, on October 15, 2004, after a night of pain, Brian laid Margaret on the couch, covered her with a blanket, and placed a flannel over her face as he kissed her. That way, she wouldn't have to see any of her injuries. He then grabbed the blade and sliced her wrist in the way she instructed. When he was finished, he removed the flannel, combed her hair the way she always did, and held her for the 20 minutes it took her to take her last breath. When he was sure she was gone, he sliced his own wrists in the same manner. Unfortunately, when he cut Margaret's wrists, he hit an artery, making her death quick and relatively painless. With his own, he never touched an artery and sat bleeding for hours before it congealed and he called 999. As soon as police arrived, about nine hours after Margaret's death, Brian admitted to what he did and said he did it out of love, that she didn't want to die slowly in the hospital. He went on to elaborate and say, I did what she asked me to. I failed myself. Now I have to pay the price before showing them to Margaret's body. When an autopsy was done on Margaret Blackburn, they found that she was correct in her self-diagnosis, that she had a six-pound, eight-ounce tumor in her stomach, the biggest the examiner had ever seen. That had Brian not killed his wife, she would have had a very short and very painful last few months of her life. 
Brian Blackburn's case caused a massive reaction both locally and brought up the debate of assisted suicide when it comes to ill loved ones, a debate that will likely never see a conclusion. Because of this, Brian was initially charged with murder, but took a plea deal and accepted the charge of manslaughter. He readily admitted his guilt and explained to the court how he did exactly what his wife asked him to do. The court listened on as witnesses described the incredibly loving relationship the pair had and how Margaret had said her goodbyes to her children beforehand. Her sons Colin and Martin even wrote to the judge pleading for mercy and describing Brian's actions as kind and gentlemanly. On January 14, 2005, the judge handed down a nine-month sentence to Brian Blackburn, who had been in custody since his arrest. He said he was utterly devoted to his wife and made the ultimate sacrifice for her, and his survival was simply an accident. In the wake of his sentence, or lack thereof, many worried it would set a precedence when it came to mercy killing, saying this was just the first in what would be a long line of murders under the guise of assisted suicide, and that the punishment did not fit the magnitude of his crimes. Others, like the Voluntary Euthanasia Society, called for an urgent change in the laws and submitted a private member's bill to aid in the death of the terminally ill, claiming everyone has the right to a gentle and dignified death on their own terms. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on January 15th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.